How many of you are wondering if it's Christmas and you missed it? Are you, are you worried about it? Yeah, Jonathan, I see. Yep, okay. The reason we're using that particular intro today is because of the words. Uh, Gloria, Glory in Chelsea's Deo. And we're going to talk about the fact that God is glorious today. And glory is not a word we use very often in the English language today as far as like in regular conversation. In fact, I was kind of trying to think through... When do I hear the word glory, or do you ever hear it? I mean, old glory is sort of a moniker for our flag, and so every once in a while you hear it called old glory. Um, if you hear the song Glory Days by Bruce Springsteen, that's another time. But I, like if I'm watching Sports Center, they don't say that dunk was glorious. It's just not the word that we use for that. It seems a little old and archaic, and it's a cool word. And... In uh, in excelsis Deo is an expression in Latin, and it means glory to God in the highest. By the way, that song was written in uh, the 18th century, and nobody knows the composer. We sing it every uh, every winter, but we really don't know it. Uh, who wrote it? It's a beautiful song, and. The, the reformers back uh, a few hundred years ago, they had an expression also in Latin, and it's this, sola Deo Gloria. Sola means alone, uh, Deo is God, Gloria is glorious or glory. And so the expression is, uh, everything we do is, for, is to be for God's glory. Uh, God's glory alone. It's all about God's glory. Now, this isn't some abstract concept. We use the word glory, we don't use it much in, in, uh, in the vernacular today, but it's in Scripture everywhere. I started doing this sermon prep about three weeks ago, and all of a sudden I'm reading in Scripture, and the word glory is all over the place. And so I think we've maybe lost the idea of what it means, so maybe we can regain that a little bit today. Um, this is more than some abstract concept. This is foundational. When the Bible tells us, in fact, look what it says here. It says, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And I don't know that we know what that even means. How do I do something to the glory of God? And so we're going to kind of talk about that a little bit and just see what that means to, to do something for the glory of God. On occasion, I'll be watching a, a, an athletic event, and at the end of the game they'll interview a player, and the player will say, um, you know, you had a great game, and he'll say, I give all uh, glory to God. And I appreciate that. I always appreciate it. I always wonder, you know, are they walking with the Lord? I, I don't know their situations a lot of times. But in Scripture, we're told that God's glory is everywhere. In fact, in the psalm, the psalmist says, the heavens declare the glory of God. And sometimes we misunderstand this to mean like uh, it's showing us that there is a God. But when this was written, most people, like all people, everybody thought there was a God or some gods. Nobody really questioned the existence of God. And so that's kind of not what he's talking about. What he's talking about is that creation and the heavens and the earth and everything that we see is sort of this billboard for God. It's an expression of 
This is who God is. It's an advertisement for God. In fact, in, in Romans it says, uh, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, His eternal power and divine nature have been seen clearly. We, we can see what God is about. And so the definition of glory is basically this. Glory is the excellence of a thing that makes it praiseworthy. And so the glory of a flower is its beauty. The glory of a strong man is his strength. The glory of a, um, a, a singer is her song and how she presents. Uh, the glory of an athlete is in his accomplishment. Someone in this room once scored 50 points in a basketball game. That someone is me. Uh, I give all the glory to God for that. And sure, 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 it was during a, a church league game and they only had four players uh, and I took 75 shots. But still... All glory goes to God. Creation is this story uh, of God's mystery and majesty and magnitude. I, I don't know about you, but when I'm outside and when I'm in nature, I feel the glory of God. If you've ever seen a waterfall and heard the thunder as it goes over the edge and hits uh, the earth, it's just something to behold. Thunder, uh, this last few days we've had these thunderstorms that pop up and when you hear thunder in the distance there's just something about that. You take note of it, it's sort of hard to miss when there's thunder and then when there's rain that came up. Yesterday, or two days ago on Friday, we were sitting in the house, we'd been working and so it was the evening and we look out our front window and it's raining on this half of the yard and this half of the yard isn't rain. And it was glorious, it's like how does that even happen it is amazing. And then when you see animals, the, the, the elegance of a horse. I mean, even when they're not even doing anything, they're elegant. How can that be? They just look great. Not a cow. Uh, cows look lumpy. You know, they don't look like much of anything but horses. Oh, my word. The other day we had some deer that kind of wandered through our front yard. And, and it, was, it was glorious. It's just glorious. The way the birds get to the bird feeder and the way the leaves fall in the fall, it's glorious. There is glory. And so we're called to glorify God. In fact, it says, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due His name. And so the idea is, some people sort of have this idea, it's like, well, that kind of comes off a little needy, like God has a need for us to do this. That's a great question. Is God needy? Is that why He asks us to glory? No. Here, here's You're going to know how this feels. When, when I'm watching a ball game, let's say I'm watching Kentucky play basketball because that's, that's our thing at my house, and I know maybe it's Clemson football for you or South Carolina. Do they do anything well? But anyway, South Carolina is something, and you're watching them. I'm te I tease because I love uh, 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 you're watching them. For, for me, it's basketball, Kentucky basketball. <laughs> By the way, we were 9-16, so I got nothing to say about basketball this year. But I, I, I watch it, and so I'm, not only do I watch the game, but I interact with my friends. Uh, I'm texting with my daughters, who watch, and my mother, my 87-year-old mother, she watches. And I'm texting with my buddies and my nephew. And, and so and not only do we experience the game in front of us, we experience the game communally. Glory has to be shared. When I, I'm driving home the other day, I was driving home and 
I just love the way the, the mountains look. And then the sun was setting over the mountains, and it was amazing. And, and you just want to tell somebody, like, wow, that's, that's great. We were driving in this morning, and over Paris Mountain, the cloud was just on the mountain, just at the top of the mountain. Everything down here was sunny. It was just really cool. And Elise was in the car, and we got to talk about it a little bit, because when you see something glorious, you just want to talk about it. When you see a great play, you want to talk about it. When you hear a great song, you want to tell somebody about it. I remember when I was a teenager and, and there was a song, and I can't remember uh, the song or anything, but I, needed, I, I wanted to share it with my sister. Her name's Billy Ann. Is that a great southern name, Billy Ann? Billy Ann, listen to this song. I don't remember the song, but I remember the moment, and I remember I had to share it with somebody because that's what glory does. It causes us to want to express appreciation for what's happened. In relationships, this is relationship 101. If you're a young, unattached man and you uh, experience a beautiful, young, unattract, uh, unattractive, unattached woman, you're going to want to say something to her. Like You're going to want to express that you appreciate her beauty. And if, by chance, she accepts that, if by chance... She appreciates it. She might invite you in to a relationship. That's why we do these things. We understand glory intuitively, but let's talk about it more specifically today. The first thing that we need to understand about God's glory is that we're made to experience it. Uh, this is so important, this text. Uh, you'd know it, I'm fairly certain, because we talk about it some, but God created mankind in His own image. In the image of God, He created them. Male and female, He created them, because we are the glory of God. So many people get depressed, and they start to think they're, they're not worthy, or perhaps they don't have any purpose. One of the most uh, uh, startling and, and tragic statistics of the pandemic was uh, the number of young women who um, contemplated or attempted suicide during this time of, of quarantine. It, it just was, they, they got out of sync with God's glory. God made us for a purpose. The Hebrew word for glory is kabod. Kabod, it, it, it has this idea, and you can almost sense it in the word. It, it means weighty. It's kabod. It's got, it's got substance. It's, it's, it's something. When God gives something glory, it, it has depth and meaning and purpose. And so when God created us, He created us for His glory. What's really interesting about God's glory is how it's perceived in Scripture. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago when God gave uh, the, the nation of Israel the Ten Commandments. And so Moses goes on a mountain and the mountain um, to, to get the Ten Commandments. And by the way, um, this, the Ten Commandments are it's an ethical outline. This is how life should be lived. And we, we talked about this a few weeks ago. When we live this way, when we live by a certain set of standards, that makes us different than everybody else. Other people back in the day when, when the Ten Commandments were given, they thought ethically. They just didn't connect it to God. What the Israelites, what made the Ten Commandments different was uh, we do these things because we're in relationship to God. That it is connected to God. And so Moses goes on the mountain. Well, let's look at it. Uh, when Moses went up on the mountain, the cloud covered it, kind of like uh, Paris Mountain this week, this morning, and the glory of the Lord settled on Mount Sinai. To the Israelites, the glory of the Lord looked like a consuming fire. Can you imagine? 
I like fire. My new house, we got a little fire pit in the back, and it's kind of tucked away. I love that little fire pit. Um, on, on Friday, we were burning stuff. Uh, we ran out of stuff to burn. I'm cutting down trees just so I can have something to burn. I love fire. I love it. I'm a little bit of a pyromaniac. I like that. And the, the best part of a fire is lighting it. Uh, and so you put the stuff in the pit, you know, and uh, I'm going to say this, and uh, if, if you don't like it, don't condemn me, because this is what we do. Uh, I've got some old diesel fuel, and um, it's glorious, uh, it really is. And so i got my little brush pile there, and I mean, you can kind of try to light a match or whatever, but you put a little diesel on it, it lights. And uh, so uh, the, the, the beautiful part of the fire is um, it, it's in the pit. I mean, i got the wood there. It's in the pit there a little bit. And, and so we pour a little diesel on there and you know, just a little bit, just a little bit, just to kind of get it going. And then it's, it's to light the fire. Got to figure out how to do it because you can't just get over there and blow up in your face. So uh, we, we usually get like a little um, a, 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 a tissue box, a Kleenex box. And you put some stuff in there, and then you light the box, and then you throw it, and you walk away. Because the box will eventually catch, and then it... it, it, What what sound does it make when when it kind of catches? And it's almost like the air gets sucked out. Oh, it's glorious. Fire in the fire pit is glorious. Fire outside the fire pit? Dangerous. My mother, we had a burn barrel back at my house where she lives right now in Kentucky. And uh, we had a burn barrel way up in the back. She, she has about an acre of land, and it was kind of in the back next to a field. And, and one day she told me that uh, she was burning something, and the wind got picked up. And, and all of a sudden, the fire that had been in the barrel now was out of the barrel. It was in the field. She had to call the fire department. Fire in the barrel. You know, sometimes I'll get on my phone and notice it says, Today's not a good day to burn. It's too dry. It's too... <laughs> Uh, that hadn't happened for a while because it hadn't been too dry uh, for a while, but uh, it's too dry. I can't do it right now. Fire is, we, we love it, but it's a little intimidating. You should be intimidated by it. it it's, it's amazing, but also it's a little bit scary. It, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's, it's awful. It's full of awe. It, it is something and so Moses goes on the mountain, and the people, they're like, dude, we, we do, we're scared of God. Basically, they say, you speak to us, Moses, and, and we'll listen to you, but do not let God speak to us lest we die. That fire, it, it is cool to see, but we don't want to be too close. I'm going to show you a picture, because this, oh, I went to the wrong place. Uh, it's a... Um, it's a picture of a roller coaster, a guy on a roller coaster. Roller coasters are like that for me. I, I look at them and I go, wow, those are, that's awesome. It's kind of scary. I kind of want to do it, but I don't know if I want to do it. And this is kind of how I look usually uh, when I get on one of those. We like the notion of it, but I don't know. You'll recall when Jesus was born, there was shepherds, it says, living out in the field nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And the angel of the Lord appeared, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. The King James says they were sore afraid. It, God's presence is, is awesome. It, the Bible, gl- glory is sort of this, for me, it kind of merges two ideas in, in Scripture. There's the idea that God is love and He's approachable and He's our Father. Jesus called Him Abba. 
It's, it's a warm, friendly kind of idea about God. It's not the only idea about God in Scripture, but it's there. Then there's uh, the idea in Scripture where it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That God, he, over here He's kind of our friend, but over here He's to be feared. And glory kind of merges those two in my mind. Look, I had a dad and, and he was great and loving and, and I knew that he had my best interest at heart. I, I, knew, I knew that, but I also respected him. It, there's a merging. You can merge the two ideas. Where, where we go wrong is where we, if we just fear him and don't remember he's got this side. We just fear him. Well, now all of a sudden we're, we're constantly living in fear because we're afraid we're going to offend a holy God. And I get that. On this side, if it's just He's love, then we don't even respect Him that He uh, has standards and that sort of thing. And so the glory is this sort of merging of these two ideas. We love the idea of God's glory, uh, of, of, God's, of God. He is awesome, but He's also a little scary. The second thing is this. Uh, we're made to reflect it, not to produce it. We, we try to produce it, in fact, this text is from the Tower of Babel. What those people said was, we're not going to really connect to God, but we're going to use our intellect and our technology, and we're going to create a name. Let's go make a name for ourselves. And people try to make a name for themselves. And when they do, this is why you have people who are, are you know, YouTube sensations or whatever. There are people who are, we are glory mongers. We are. We love glory. And so that's why people work too long and they stay too long at the office and that's why they give up their families or they are, they'll sacrifice their family, families for fame because we want glory. Now God says you should connect to glory, but you, we should connect to God's glory. And when we, when we try to seek it for ourselves and produce it in ourselves, we end up looking silly. I heard about a freshly minted uh, army officer and he was just at the new base, and he hadn't really gotten set up yet, and he was in his office, and he sees a private coming down the hallway. And so, in order to be uh, impressive to this private, he gets on his phone, he kind of picks the phone up, he sees the private, and he stays at the door, and while he's, he's on this phone, he's pretending to have a conversation. Yes, General, uh, we'll get right on that. Now that I'm uh, on site, I can take care of that right away. Thank you, sir, for giving me the responsibility of taking care of this situation. He hangs up the phone. And he looks at the private and he says, now what do you want? And the private looks confused and he said, I'm here to hook up your phone. We have this tendency, if we're not careful, to just end up looking silly. And, and you see in life these clingers on. I mean, um, you see it with athletes or with entertainers. You have people who, they're called the entourage. Uh, sometimes women will give themselves sexually to uh, these men uh, and uh, they're uh, called groupies. And sometimes you'll see a very, very wealthy uh, older man who has a very, very attractive younger wife who he probably wouldn't have a chance at if he wasn't very, very wealthy. And, and we know, we, we, call, we have names, trophy wives, eye candy. We, we know this. There are people who want to be around glory we want to share it but we're not good at it the bible tells us you all know this verse all have sinned here's our word again and fall short of god's glory we we're just not designed to produce it 
ourselves. We're kind of like the moon. We reflect God's glory. We just don't produce God's glory. Moses went on the mountain. When he came down, it said his face shone so much that he had to wear a veil. Dude wore a veil. He did that before anybody else. I mean, Moses was a guy wearing a veil. Prince didn't invent that. No, uh, it was Moses. Wears a veil because he has been in the presence of God's glory. What's really interesting, researchers have shown that um, when, when you're young and in love, uh, let, let's say you're a teenager and you have a crush on somebody, and then somebody will say the name of the person you have a crush on, you'll blush. And researchers have shown that when we uh, have this kind of head-over-heels affection for somebody, uh, the, the capillaries closest to the skin sort of open up. We sort of get, we, we glow. Moses had this glow. We're sort of like those, remember those little stars that would, you'd put in the sun and then at night you'd stick them on the ceilings or whatever, and, you, and then at night they would glow? They absorb the energy during the day, and at night they, they glow. That's us. We're to reflect the glory of God. Now Moses asks this really important question. Moses says to God, show me your glory. The essence of God's glory is His goodness. If you're God, and somebody says, show me your glory, what do you think that looks like? Because this was God's answer. I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you. God revealed His glory through His goodness. Now, God wanted them to have an idea that He was always around, so He, he said, hey, build this tent. The cloud covered the tent of meetings. Build this tent, and I'll dwell in this tent. And the glory of the Lord filled, it's called a tabernacle. And God said, I want you to, to be, I want to be with you. And to be covered, the, the word is shek. The word is shek. Uh, you're probably thinking, yeah, that was a movie uh, with an ogre and a talking donkey. But no, that's a different word. Shek means to cover. And God covered the tent. And, and basically it meant that God could be with us. God's with us. God's glory is here. It's with you. It's always with you. Now, the, the, the trick is, how do I notice it? When do I notice it? And when life is tough, we have a tendency not to see and not to sense God's glory. In the Old Testament, there's this story. The other day, the, the movie was on Raiders of the Lost Ark. Have you all seen that? Um, that's like 900 years old now. It's really old, right? It's an old movie. Uh, I remember when it came out, and it's really old now. Um, and it came, I was watching a little bit of it, and The Raiders of the Lost Ark is basically about some guy who's trying to find the Ark of the Covenants. That's an Old Testament thing. That In the Ark was a couple of items. Um, a little urn of manna, the Ten Commandments were in there, uh, the staff of, of Aaron. And the Ark of the Covenant was representative of God's presence. And the people of Israel thought, if we, have the, if we have God with us, we cannot be beaten. Now, they kind of fell away from God. They, they got out of relationship. Remember I told you that relationship was the key to Ten Commandments before? They got out of relationship. They started treating God like a good luck charm. And they started treating the Ark of the Covenant like a good luck charm. And so they're having this big battle with the Philistines. And they decide, well, if we're not doing very well, let's bring out the Ark. That's our good luck charm. They bring out the Ark. 
And not only does it not help them, they lose. The ark is captured. They have a prophet in the country, kind of the head religious guy. His name is Eli. Eli dies that day, very day. The ark is captured. Eli dies. Eli's sons die. Eli's daughter-in-law goes into labor. She has a son. And all everything, it's a bad day to have a son. Ark is gone. My father-in-law is gone. My husband's gone. She dies during childbirth. But she has an opportunity to name her child. And she names her child Ichabod. Now remember a minute ago we said glory, the word is kabod. What she's saying is there is no glory. The glory has departed. Ich, a prefix means no. No glory. God has departed. And some of us live as if everything bad that happens to us, God has departed. You could write across our lives, Ichabod. It, it could be minor things. I get a flat tire. Uh, you know, I get a cold. Or it could be major things. I, I have financial struggles. Uh, I have severe uh, health issues. Uh, my relationship is on the rocks. And we write Ichabod. God has departed. It's not that God has departed. We're just not seeing Him in the moment. He's still there. We just don't sometimes see Him in the moment. And if you've ever experienced God's glory, you, you know it. You just know it. I was in the room with the birth of all of my daughters, and there is something. It's glory. It's glory. It's just glory. And if you've ever experienced the departing of, of the glory, you, you know what that feels like too. I lived in Dallas in the 1990s. I was a student and then a, a student pastor there in the 1990s. And we experienced glory. Uh, glory had a name. The Dallas Cowboys. Uh, we, it was glorious. Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith... Our coach was Jimmy Johnson, and then Jimmy got fired, and we had one more Super Bowl in us, and then the glory departed. Today, they ought to be called the Dallas Ichabods. I mean, uh, no more glory. You know, we, we knew glory, and then no more glory. And sometimes life is like that. Glory kind of goes away. But we have to maintain hope. There was this prophet came along after this lady said, I'm going to name my son Ichabod. God is not here. Uh, there's no promise of hope. Uh, all the, we're all going to hell in a handbasket. That's basically what she says. Uh, God has departed. Uh, God has left the building and he's not coming back. But that's not consensus. And there's this prophet. And his name is Habakkuk, which is a cool name. If any of you all are having kids, Habakkuk. Um, for the earth, what would you call him? Cuck, I don't know. Uh, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. What Habakkuk is saying is, no, 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 no. The glory may have departed. It may seem like God is not here now, but He's here and He's real and He's not leaving and He's going to be here forever. And not only are we going to know Him, we're going to know the knowledge of Him and people are, we're all going to know Him or we're all going to see Him. There's going to be a day where we experience again the glory of of the Lord. That statement is not about what's happening now, it's about what's going to happen in the future. Sometimes it feels as if 
God's glory has departed. Yesterday, Miriam and I were working in the yard. I love working in the yard, but anybody that works in the yard after noon here in, in South Carolina, uh, we have a name for those people. They're called stupid. And uh, we were outside, and it was hot, and it was humid, and I've got sweat running in my eyes. And I mean, the glory of the Lord had departed. When it's 90 and 100% humidity, and you've got salty water running in your eyes, there is no glory. And then it happened. The glory. In the form of a cloud that covered the sun. This big old cloud comes in. The wind blows. I was already on my knees, so it was easy to thank God. Lord, thank you. See, sometimes life feels like it's 90 degrees and everything's hot. It's life. doesn't mean the glory has departed. It just means it's not as evident. You know how much effort it took for God to give me a cloud? And I'm not sure He gave me a cloud, but I think He did. I'm going to claim it. I'm claiming that cloud. Just a minute ago I was outside, there were clouds. Those are my clouds. That was my breeze. The glory, sometimes it feels as if He's not there, but He's always there. Sometimes it feels like he's gone. And John writes about the glory of God. Jesus revealed it perfectly. The Word became flesh. He's talking about Jesus. And made his dwelling. He made his tabernacle with us. We've seen his glory. There's our word. The glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father full of grace and truth. He, he came. And, and then it felt like the glory departed. Jesus has an assignment. It's not glorious. It's not glamorous. It's difficult. And, and, and Jesus prays before He goes to the cross, and He says, Father, the hour's come. Glorify Your Son so that the Son may glorify You. What He's saying is, even in the midst of the cross, even in the midst of difficulty, even in the midst of trial, even in the midst of what seems as if God has departed. In fact, Jesus from the cross said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I think it's really important for us to remember when we feel that God's not there, Jesus knows just what that feels like. He's felt it too. And Jesus prays, in this difficulty, be glorified. Even when it's tough, be glorified. One last thing. We're meant to share God's glory. So the night before Jesus goes to the cross, He prays this amazing prayer. It's found in John 17. If you've ever read it, you should read it. It's really amazing. Now, Jesus has disciples, and He's praying for them. That's why at the beginning it says, um, I do not ask for these only, not just the people that are around right now, but also for those who will believe in Me through their Word. So He's praying not only for His, his current disciples at the time, but for us who are disciples 
to come. We're, we're being prayed for. Jesus prayed for you and me. It's really kind of interesting. And his prayer is that, that we may be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I'm in you. They also may be in us so that the world may believe you've sent me. The glory that you've given me, I've given them. That's us. He wants us to share in His glory. Jesus invites us into His glory. Uh, On occasion, you'll see in in a sporting event, uh, a a big leaguer inviting a child into the glory. Look like this. This little kid, he's getting to throw the ball with a big leaguer. I mean, just think about how that makes his day. And we've been invited in to be a part of God's glory. It's just kind of an amazing thing if you think about it. It says, so all of us who have uh, had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory. We can, we can reflect the glory of God. And the Lord who is spirit makes us more and more like Him. When I was a kid in high school, we did this experiment in science class. I think we took vinegar and maybe some salt and, and we put it in a beaker and then we had a soiled penny and we put that in there and we kind of watch it uh, eat the dirt away. And in my mind when it says, uh, we are becoming, uh, we are, uh, he's making us more and more like him. When I, when I think about that, he's, he's causing us to shine more and more. See, we get confused. We confuse glamour with glory. In our world, it's not, it's not the glamorous. We, re- we confuse glamour for glory like we're supposed to be important. Well, who gets to define, to define important? We're important when we do what God has called us to do. That's why when we, as we close, that's why we're told when we eat or drink or whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. What does it look like? Okay, I'll tell you. You're going to have a meal pretty soon. It's about 11.30, so we're going to get out in just a couple of minutes. You're going to go have lunch, more than likely. Most of us are going to go have lunch. When you sit down to lunch, this is what it looks like to, to do all for the glory of God. Let's eat to the glory of God. So, let's not just dive in. Let's thank God. You might say, well, you know, I earned this. Well, the ability to earn is also from God. So, what I have, this... Whatever I have is God's gift to me. I'm going to thank God for it. I'm going to slow down. Most of the thing, the first thing is I've got to slow down. I'm going to slow down. I'm going to thank God. I'm going to be reminded that there are those who aren't as fortunate, who don't have food today. I'm going to pray for those people. I think it's important for us not to just assume and not just to take for granted that this is going to always be here. This is here now, and I'm thankful for it. I'm always a little sad. I know there are people, even with the COVID, one of the things I think that uh, my daughter had COVID and and some of her taste isn't back yet. And so I'm thankful for my taste buds. Have you ever thanked God for your taste buds? You you should. I mean, just think it's a gift. (laughs) It's glorious. Have you ever tasted, when you taste something amazing, what do you want to do? You want to, you want to, I want to give my compliments to the chef. Right? So, we give our compliments to the chef. Lord, thank you for this. And Lord, we know there are people that don't have. Help us know how we can bless them somehow. What can we do? Change their circumstance. You can do anything to the glory of God. You can drive to the glory of God. It's possible. 
I don't know how, uh, but it's possible. No, you just, you're, you're forgiving and, and you, uh, you overlook an offense. The Bible tells us that it is to a man's honor to overlook an offense. You can do anything. to. I mowed to the glory of God. You can only mow to the glory of God if you're on a riding mower, uh, but you can. It's possible. Push mow, no, no glory. Uh, Ichabod, uh, I'm riding Ichabod on a push mower. Right, Hoss? I mean, that's true right there. That's, that's the Word of God. Uh, we give God glory. My, my friend Linda said when she worked for a church and she cleaned toilets, she cleaned toilets for the glory of God. You can do it. It's possible. Whatever we do. We, we do it for the glory of God. It's, it's for His glory. It's possible that we can live like this. We just have to think. <laughs> We just have to think about it. Father, your, your word to us today is glorious. That, that you are always here and always with us, even though we don't always feel it. So now I pray that we would begin to notice your glory. Help us to acknowledge your glory. Help us to revel in your glory. Help us to... Celebrate your glory. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.